Greetings to you all. Of course, this is your good brother in Christ, Brother D, with another Generational Changes Official Podcast, where we do things here, inspirational and spiritual. Um, once again, I am so excited for tonight's, again, topic. It's the same topic we've been talking about, a powerless church. And we're going to go from a powerless church to the powerful church where God wants us to be at. So, um, let's dive on in. I'm going to read the theme scripture. Give you the well, I already given you the topic, so you don't really need the topic. I'm gonna give you the definition of powerless, and then we're gonna pray, and then after that, we'll read the scriptures. Um, and after that, I'm gonna get away and let um, my good brother here, um, you know, minister. And of course, brother, if God give, gave you some other scriptures, please share those. I mean, you've been on here before, so you already know what's up. Um, so yeah. But, um, so this, um, the theme scripture, I don't even know if I want to read the theme scripture, because you guys know the theme scripture, so we're just going to go, um, straight into, um, the scripture scriptures. Give me a minute, I don't know. Um, technology is acting up in the neighborhood. We find that in Jesus' name. Because we're going to get this word out there. Give me a few moments to scroll back down. My technology is adding up tonight. Here we go. We're almost there. But while I'm getting there, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give you the glory. I give you the praise. And I give you the honor for being who you are. God, you are Alpha. You are Omega. You're the beginning and the end. And Father God, we thank you for this night of empowerment. We thank you for this night of um, transformation. We thank you for this night, Lord God, of revival, of healing, of deliverance, Lord God. Whatever you have said for this night, I pray, Lord God, that, hallelujah, that you will do it in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for my brother in Christ who's on here, Lord God, that you will use him as you always do in the name of Jesus, Father God. Pour out, Lord God, in him, Lord God. Take him beyond the veil, Lord God. Allow him to go deeper in you, Lord God, as we go deeper into this, Lord God, conversation in the name of Jesus. Father God, have your way, and I pray that after it's all said and done, that someone will get delivered, will get set free, will get caliported into what you have called them, Lord God, to be in, in the name of Jesus, Father God, and Lord God, just give you glory, Lord. I give you glory, Father God, for what you have already done, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that throughout my brother's busy schedule that he, you know, God, made time to come on, Lord God. He could have, you know, could have continued to do what he was doing, which was understandable, Lord God, but he decided to come and, you know, give this word, and I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you will honor him. I pray, Lord God, that you will honor the words that will come out of his mouth, and that you will honor even his um, his household, his family, in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you honor. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So, of course, the topic is powerless church. The definition for powerless is without influence, ability, or power. And I basically explained how all of those come together. I explained that yesterday and the other day and the other day. Um, so, we're not going to go into that. Um, and let me give you these scriptures real quickly because I'm trying to stop talking so my good brother can take the stage because I'm not teaching that kids. So, um, so um, let me go ahead and get out these scriptures. Um, so Jeremiah 14, 20, and 21. This is the NLT version. It basically states, um, Lord, we confess our wickedness. Our weakness. Our weakness. My bad. Lord, we confess our weaknesses. There we go. 
and that our ancestors, too. We all have sinned against you for the sake of your reputation. Lord, do not abandon us and do not break your covenant with us. Hebrews 10, 26 and 29, the New King James Version says, and this one is a little, a little long, but not too long. And it says, For if we sin willingly after we have received knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Oh, how much worse punishment do you propose will be? Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the name, the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sacrificed a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace? So those are the scriptures that. Um, those are the main scriptures, but of course, if there's any other scriptures that are given tonight, of course. Um, it will be given by Holy Spirit and through Holy Spirit. But, um, of course, this is my brother in Christ, Brother Sinclair. He's been on here before. Uh, I think the first time he was on here, he was on here with his beautiful wife. Um, today he's on here um, by himself. And it was a little bit of a last-minute thing. Um, and, I mean, I just thank God for, you know, him, you know, saying, you know, hey, if you still want me to do it, I'll do it. So that was exciting. And I'm just like, I think I did two teachings on my own. And then um, my brother Evangelist came on and did it yesterday with me and him. And it was powerful. And now it's Brother Sinclair. I'm just excited for what God is going to say through this man of God. Because this man right here, ooh, he's a, te- he's a good teacher. So um, I'm just excited. I-, I really am. I thank God for just bringing him into my life. I just thank God for everybody that God has connected me with. You know, this walk ain't easy. That's why I'm glad that God connects you with people that will lift you up, that will pray for you, that will hold you accountable. I'm just very happy. But I won't stop talking because I already don't talk too much. Brother Sinclair, um, I'm going to let you take the uh, platform, let God use you. Um, You already know what's up, so I don't have to tell you. You already know. Um, God bless. Deshaun for the blessings. It's definitely an honor, man, to serve under you, man, alongside of you. Love your platform. Um, I love the segue with the definition of powerless and um, just a segue into what I wanted to, to, to talk about. Oftentimes when we hear powerless church, it has negative connotations. People want to begin to, to uh, put their self-righteous hat on, so to speak, and, and I'm guilty as well, but as you said, with the body of Christ, and what part of the body is weak and powerless, we all are kind of deal, and so, and uh, so love, love the introduction, man, and thank you for your pure heart, and just your uh, honesty, uh, and so, uh, just want to outline, basically, kind of what you said, like you set us up with, uh, with uh, the outline flow of five major points, the overviews, caution with love is one, uh, who's we are, uh, union with God, uh, where the struggles lie, right? We all have blind spots, um, where we're, we're, we're sucking wind spiritually, as somebody says, um, uh, gasping for air and release and relief, uh, then the practical 
then you go from go from there to the practical uh, application and, and practical action steps and rhythms on how to be refreshed. And uh, I think my brother said repentance, and that was great. So anyway, cautions of love. Uh, this is such a loaded and lofty topic. Uh, it's deeper than we actually think. And um, and we want to speak with cautious and sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, like Ashan said. Our aim is not to condemn. If Jesus didn't condemn, who are we? But to bring conviction. Conviction means, hey, man, I, there's something off spiritually, right? So we want we don't want to bring condemn, condemnation, but conviction. Um, nor do we want to fall into the trap of we have arrived, right? Nobody forever nobody has graduated to to the fullness of christ who he is because he hadn't come back right so we're always learning and growing i want to start with first corinthians 4 4 through 8 it says therefore judge nothing before the appointed time this is paul talking wait until the lord comes now we can part right there wait until the lord comes he will bring to light what is hidden in the darkness Everybody has their blind spots, right? And will expose the motive of the heart, right? Um, believer and non-believer, right? Um, who, so the next, the next uh, section is who, who's we are. Uh, uh, despite our, how spiritual malnutrition we are, we're still Christ's bride. We're His beloved. We're, we're God's uh, ambassador and agent in the earth. We're the conscience of the nation principle the bible teaches we are god's agent in the earth and so um, we must not speak in ignorance of how god sees us um we're still christ's chick and you don't want to mess with christ's chick then you just don't want to do that that's not healthy right um and so historically speaking you have to kind of pull back and get a bird's eye view i want to kind of lead you there um historically um it's important to understand that uh uh you know, just important to understand that the, the global church, the global community, um, since Old Testament time, you know, the Old Testament saints, New Testament up into now, the 21st century, um, oftentimes we make the mistake of putting Christianity of God's ways in our little box, in our in our worldview in the 21st century right now. And God is the God of the whole earth. He's God of the Bible. He's God of every generation that lift up the name of Christ and lift up the name of God, right? So they have their own encounters in their time. And so just a bird's eye view of that. Um, but to understand a little bit about church history, the global community, true, there are indictments, of course. Um, um, but since the beginning, the Old Testament saints throughout the first century, um, you see the transmission of the gospel um, when, you, when you're talking about Christ, um, the exception of the church, Old Testament saints as well, but, but going forth from, from Christ onward, the first century, you had uh, people dying for the name of Christ, martyrs, you go on beyond the, the first hundred years um, to the time of Constantine, when he uh, uh, established Christianity um, as a state religion, and then you had the church fathers you have the reformers, you go throughout history, all of these things, we don't have time to flush out, but the church has been around just this transmission of the gospel and, uh, but there's always been my point is there's always been a cycle or a season of uh, mirroring the reflection of Christ's death burial and resurrection 
This is this is called what Paul calls sharing in the suffering of Christ. Now, how do we move on? The church has expanded beyond the apostles, beyond the church fathers, beyond. It's 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 growing in leaps and bounds. You know, um, millions of people are coming to the faith. Um, the, the leaders uh, in Jesus, they said these disciples have turned the world upside down. And, the, and of course, we know the more you add people on, the more problems you occur. And God knows his, his, his church is on schedule. But my point was, you like Christ's um, death, burial, and resurrection, you see the church's cycle of death, burial, and resurrection. I got to die to certain things. I'm buried in the new resurrection of life. But guess what? After that resurrection, after you receive Christ, you go to another death mm-hmm. of burying your cross. Whether it's your mind, will, emotions, what you want. Um, as you, you're in Christ, you're saved, but there's still you have to bear another cross. Jesus is, is, is a dispenser. He dispenses crosses. After a newness is called glory to glory. Mm. As I go to another glory, guess what? Something has to die. Right. So that, now you see, and so um, throughout church history, you see, even, even in Israel's day, um, you see it in the book of Judges. You see it in uh, 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 the Reformations uh, throughout the history. Uh, 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 Josiah, King Josiah, I think it was King Josiah, Hezekiah, David. You see people turning away from the Lord, and then there, there's there's revival and an awakening happening. There's purity and then going back to the basics. But guess what? They get dirty again, and they become powerless, as, as my brother says. And then guess what we have to do? Go back to that cycle of dying to self and repentance. So that's what the biblical teaching and the biblical understanding. Um, that does not come without biblical doctrine and biblical teaching. Understand that from a bird's eye view. Um, then with revival comes persecution. Back to the basics, right? Um, we must evaluate carefully um, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. What that means is we like, like, hey, we, you know, we we want to erase the church and so in, in essence, or uh, condemn the church, and it's not our body, right? Um, uh, then, and I think that's because there's a lack of teaching and, and, and doctrine. Um, when you look at the church and understand uh, the Bible, church history, um, God, God's working throughout history, you see two churches, and Jesus talked about this. There's two churches that are intertwined together, the false church and the bona fide church. Mm. Oftentimes, because we don't understand the ways and the heart of God and his word, we confuse the two. We confuse the two. There's a false church. And in essence, since, since the inception of man, the beginning of creation, Satan has been trying to stamp out the program and agenda of God. Mm. If he can't stamp it out, he will impersonate. He will counterfeit. He, he, he's big on counterfeiting. What God, what God has built, he wants to destroy. What God wants to create, he wants to 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 to, to um, tear down and imitate. It's always been that. It's nothing new in Jesus's day when he, he came to shake up the culture, the, the systems, and it's it's even now. You have you have, and so we got to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The real true church, and uh, and Jesus in his not tightly fit is is the difference, and so it's dangerous to make assumptions without solid understanding, solid teaching of the, of the, of the things that I mentioned. Um, when we talk about powerless church, we really talk about powerless people, uh, a powerless per- person, like 
um, Deshaun. Say, hey man, there's times where I'm powerless, and it's same for me, man. I'm 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 chief. Like I I I, I thank God. God has given us the grace and to be sensitive. Hey, hey, let me evaluate my heart. God, where am I sucking wind spiritually, so to speak? Or where am I powerless? Or uh, uh, where are some areas of my life where I'm enabled um, in a sense of moving towards you? Um, you know, because sometimes our, our relationship is solid in the Lord. That's that's because of the finished work of the cross, what Jesus did. There's nothing we can do to, uh, to deserve, to earn that or deserve it. That's all on the weight of the Lord to reconcile us back to God. But sometimes we... Um, lose fellowship we, we we stifle the flow of the Holy Spirit whether it be sin whether it be like you said lack of power a, a, a lack of aligning us our will with the Lord sometimes we drift away like the book of Hebrews says Paul says be careful or the writer author of Hebrews says um, be careful be sensitive to the Holy Spirit least you drift away it's, it, it can easily be done um, but back to the Churches that that's always been clash um, clashing in the Bible um, uh, is uh, Jesus said it said it best. He said it like this in Matthew 30, 33 and thirty five. He said, "Let the wheat." Told the disciples, uh, "Let the wheat and tear grow together." Um, and the end of the harvest, in essence, at the end of a harvest, I will send the reaper. He's talking about the angels. He's talking about the last days. Gather them together. Um, and, and, and I will bind the, the tears of essence and bundle them and throw them to the fire. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in historical times, in biblical times, and even in agriculture, even in our day, when you see wheat and tear grow together, they look identical. They look alike. You can't tell the difference at all. And Jesus said, leave it alone. Let the wheat and tear grow together to full um, a, a maturation, maturation and maturity, and then I will come and separate. So that's that is the picture that Jesus is painting for us regarding uh, the body of Christ, with, with the, the church. They're not the body of Christ, the, the church. Um, so we got to be careful not to judge anything before the time. Um, we're doing the same work, humanitarian work, shouting, dancing, um, feeding, this and that and the other. Um, you think about um, the, 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 uh, the Pharisees. Um, and, and when Jesus said, depart from me, for I never knew you. They literally thought by doing miracles, signs, and wonders that they were good with God. They, they were saved. They really, it wasn't some diabolical plan of trying to get in the back door. They sincerely thought that they, they, uh, uh, they followed Christ. And the Bible says there was a gnashing of teeth after they found out that they didn't have a relationship with God. Gnashing of teeth means regret. I regret. You mean, it's, in other words, it looks like this. I spent 30 years on a church board doing religious stuff, doing signs, miracles, and wonders. And you, did, you, you, you mean to tell me I had a different version, a wrong version of Jesus? A mm. view of Jesus? What in the world? And so it's very vital and very careful um, to, 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 to uh, move to the foot of the cross carefully, circumspectly, the Bible says, and with a heart of repentance. Mm. Um, um, and so... So yeah, in Matthew 24, he says, as in the days of Noah, um, so will the Son of Man be. The same with the same as the Son of Man. It will be in, in like manner, in essence. This is called the Olivet, Olivet Discourse. And he was talking about the, the little apocalypse, so to speak, people call it. Um, there, 
wars and rumors of wars and, 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 and violence and all of these things. It's not the end yet, but this is this is Jesus just dialoguing and warning us about the, these things, right? Mm. Um, and he said, he said this, but at the end of that, or in the middle of that, he said there will be two grinding at the mill, right? And one left, one left, right? Um, there will be uh, two working in the field and one taken away, excuse me, taken away. What is he talking about? He's not talking about a secret rapture. That's a bad, that's bad theology. And that's not Jesus was, that's not what Jesus is talking about. Context is king, right? Um, which will lead to my next point. He's talking about a separation. They were doing the same thing. They were working in the same field. That means you can do evangelistic work, you can do church things, and, 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 and still not have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. You could be doing the exact same thing. So that's what Jesus is talking about. Moving on to the union with God, right? The union with God. Psalms 103 and 7, it says this. And get this, this is real, this is powerful. He says, Israel, my people, know my power. They've experienced my power. And what he's alluding to, he's talking about the, the ten plagues that fell in Israel, uh, the manna, the quail um, um, that he provided for in, in coming out of Egypt, right? God says his, to his covenant people, God chooses us. We don't choose God, right? Because it's his love that he makes a covenant with us. So he acts by his grace, acts upon us, right? Mm. Um, he said, but unfortunately, my people know my power and exploits, but Moses knows my ways. If I can get people to know my ways. So God, right here, God is defining what power is. Are we talking about power powerless? God is just defining what power is. It's not a light show. It's not signs, miracles, and wonders because Israel saw that and they still were, were, were crying for Egypt, leeks and onions in Egypt. He told Moses, I'd rather die in Egypt than out here. You mean to tell me you've seen all of the, the Shekinah glory at a high level and you'd rather be a slave than see these straight powers, signs, and wonders? So signs and wonders don't save you. It has their, its place. Don't get me wrong. It's, it has their place. But God is talking about power that you can only get in his presence, in his word. Mm. As we come to him, come on. that's what he's talking about. He said, my people know my power and experience, but Moses knows my ways. Mm. God wants us to know his ways. God just doesn't want us to know power, powerful acts. He wants us to know his heart, his character, his heartbeat, his essence, his splendor at the cross. And the only way to do that is in his word. Not just read God's word, but meet him at his word. Of course, we're talking about prayer. But the, 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 the word of God, um, the voice of God, the heart of God um, 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 in Christ, in the gospel, in the word of God. There's definitely a difference. Um, we as the beloved bride, um, for some reason, we seem to push past this royal announcement called the gospel. Mm. Instead of taking a deep dive into it. Not understanding, doctrine is so key, teaching is so key, that heaven and earth is meet at the cross. Kingdom invasion meets at the life, death, burial, resurrection, teaching, deity, who Christ is, his ascension, his return, the fullness of the just royal announcement called the gospel. Um, um, Paul says it this way, 
He says, in Christ dwells the fullness, the Godhead, the fullness of the Godhead. But for some reason, we push past the gospel message or the teaching as if we're looking for what's next. We're still talking about power. Okay, yeah, I've, I've done that in the past. It's time to move on. There is no move on. Christ is it. Emmanuel with us is it. There's no getting around it, right? Hey, we're having an earth meets. This royal announcement. We need to. We, we don't need a, a display of lights, cameras, and action as if God is our billboard. God, do a trick for us. I'll do this if you do this. As if we want, we can make terms with God. As we, as if we can come to God on our terms. This is God in the universe, yet we treat Him like a janitor in a closet, demanding Him to bring His mopping bucket every time we mess up in life. Are you kidding me? Jesus didn't come to up our standard of living. He came to save us from a sinking ship, expose our sins, draw draw us to Himself, and to get us back to the Father. If he does nothing else, but for some reason in our mind, now we may not say that, but we treat God as a janitor. Show me some power. Are we prophecy shakes? Are we do all of these things? Show me power, and then I'll respond, maybe. Right? We're talking about a holy, transcending God. Right? We are... Where are we struggling at? Moving on, where are we struggling, right? Where, where there's uh, a lack of power. Um, Psalms 138, it says, Thou has, get this, this is so key, guys. Oh, my gosh. And I want to address the one-liners and uh, in Jesus' name and in Jesus this and Jesus that. That's true, right? But he get this, what the Bible says. We need teaching. We need doctrine. That's where the power lies. In our heart, David got that. Talking about the psalmist, the singer, got Lord. I want to hide your word in my heart that I may not sin. I want to store up your law, your statute. He got that right. Power. He said, Psalm one thirty. He said, Thou hast magnified thy word above your name. Thy name. That's what the Bible says. Lord, you have magnified your word, law. Above your even very name. Think about that. Yet we use the name of Jesus as a rabbit foot. We use it as a rabbit foot in our prayers, in our life. You know, we will cast out this in Jesus' name, in which we got to understand the Bible teaches that it's the authority behind the name, it is the person behind the name, right? That we got to know and behold and become, right? Now we mean well. Now we 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 can be sincere, but sincerely wrong. It's not like we we trying to you know deceive or this and that the other. But we don't. We're not beholden. We're not, our eyes are not fixed on the Lord. And historically, um, you look in the Bible. If we do a little bit of study, Jesus. The way Jesus came was common. He became a bond servant. He became somebody. He looked like a common guy. He didn't stand out. <laughs> he intentionally came as a humble servant. Um, not, not a, not a wanting to stand out, right? But also, his name was a common name. Hezu, uh, uh, Joshua was a common name. A Joshua was a common name, but it was the name above all names, which which uh, ascribed to Jesus. It wasn't just a name, but the name. But, it, but true indeed, it was a, uh, a common name. So I say all that to say, 
it's not in and of itself. If I say Jesus a thousand times, um, I get the I get the uh, uh, force God to I got I got force God's hand. It's not that. It's the authority and the kingdom of God behind that person. That uh, that I'm gonna align myself with His will in the name of Jesus. We gotta get that. We're talking about power, right? Mm. Um, it's just it's just authoritative authoritative person, right? Um, a being, being a, and God's calling us to be a, a serious student of the Word of God, not just reading the Word, but meeting God on His Word. I'm not talking about intellectual assent. I'm talking about meet the power, the Word of God, jumping off the pages into our heart. And God wants us to not get out of His presence, out of His Word, and prayer, and reading until He grips our heart. Do not move from out of the presence of the Lord until He grips our heart. We talk about power. One of the crises that we face is biblical illiteracy, um, which leaves us powerless. Biblical illiteracy leaves us powerless. This is how the Bible defines power, the powerless church. Of course, the lack of prayer. We know that, right? No power, no prayer, no power. We heard that. No doctrine, no deliverance. Um, yeah, no doctrine and no deliverance. Um, we, we, we still approach Christ. Um, like I said, we, we, we try to approach Christ on our terms, and that's just a, that's def, definitely a no-no. Um, and we're speaking about... One of the things when we talked about the Bible and, and, and doctrine and teaching what God says, we're not just talking about, oftentimes we fall into the trap of, of talking about the Bible and not talking the Bible. That's what I wanted to clarify. There's a, there's a, there's a, a stark different difference of talking, of talking about the Bible and talking the Bible. Mm. In order to talk the Bible, we got to know it. We got to spend time. And to be honest with you, um, I'm not a super avid reader. Sometimes you have to go to, I, you have to go from I got to to I get to. I can't afford not to be in the presence of the Lord and be in the Word of God. I'm sorry. I, I don't trust my heart. I don't trust self. Sometimes I'm powerless. Mm. Right? Mm. Uh, David said, I hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. He's not saying that because he's some super spiritual juggernaut. He's saying that because, Lord, I don't trust my heart. Psalms 51, Psalm 32, look at Bathsheba situation. Trust me, I cannot, I have to abide in the word of God. Right? That's what he's saying. Going beyond, not just talking about the word of God, floating around with the word of God, but speaking the word of God. Um, you, we, we need to ask ourselves periodically, do I want relief or do I want God? Do I want relief from the situation or do I want walk? That's that bell boys thing. Right? You know how we fast and pray instead of being a habitual lifestyle of, of kind of deal, we say, God, I want relief. And so, um, well, you say, if I get God, I get relief. Absolutely. But God says, man, there's much more I can do for you. Mm. Or hold me. Be in my presence. Right? Um, again, we have a relationship with God. This is growing beyond beyond um, a milk, right? We have a relationship with God, but sometimes um, the things we do or we don't do stifle the fellowship. It's almost like a, a water hose. The water hose is, is hooked to the house. It's connected to the house in relationship. But, but if that, that, that hose gets tangled, 
it's tightened, it, it stops the flow. It was the same way with with uh, uh, Christians, uh, with believers in, in uh, uh, the Holy Spirit in our life. A lot of times, in some Christians in the, in the body of Christ, we've settled for fire insurance. Mm. We just want the bare minimum. We don't want to expand the kingdom. We just want to go to heaven. We want, I want to live my little life. Uh, I, I want to be left alone. I, I this and that and the other. And you become bored. You become um, stale. And you think and you, 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 you're no longer able to become victorious in your day-to-day. Mm. It's the joy of his salvation. It is the joy on this side of eternity. God wants you to live a victorious joy. No, I'm not talking about some emotional, zealous, you know, you on a, a high all every day. That's not, I'm talking about a still peace that surpasses all understanding. We're talking about being blown by the beauty and, ma- and, and the majesty of, of the Creator, only found in the Word of God and in, in, in prayer. And of course, God will speak to us, right? Um, there's another uh, crisis that we, we have a problem. We, we've uh, replaced spending intimate time in the Lord with music, mm. videos, podcasts. We've settled for 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 a side dish instead of the, for a big meal, in other words. And then we find ourselves cramming. We try to find ourselves cramming, um, um, and, and, and that's not God's design and, and God's purpose. Uh, no accountability, right? Um, somebody there to, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, safety. so you always need somebody to, to talk to you or expose your blind spots, right? We're dealing with the, a spirit of uh, a sensitivity in, 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 uh, just fragile in the body of Christ. We don't like to be told what to do or be, be held accountable. We get very offensive, right? But it's biblical. It's, it's sound teaching and, and it's, it's the will of God. Christianity is it's, it's, it's a team sport. Mm. It's the body of Christ, guys. It's the body of Christ. Um, the other thing, we lack fear. Mm. If we lack fear, we, we lack um, the responsibility to, to repent and obedience. Um, Jim ba- I think about Jim Baker. When he got caught with, with the money and the scandal and all these things, and he was a man of God. He, he loved the Lord and and. and People got saved, all these kind of things. We, 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 we saw it on TV, right? And one of his friends, while he was in jail, right? He's, he's doing jail ministry now. He's probably out, but he had the time to do a jail ministry. And so um, one of his friends, that was a joke. Yeah, this is a little <laughs> joke. Um, one of his friends came to interview him. He said, Jim, I know that you love God. I know you've anointed by God. Well, what happened? You, when, did you, when did you stop loving God? He said, no, you got it wrong. I didn't stop loving God. I stopped fearing him. I stopped just being blown away by who he is. Transcend, we're talking about reverential fear. There's a level of terror fear as well. We talk about the, 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 the mighty God. But we're talking about reverence. He said, I love God. I just stopped fearing. I started getting comfortable. We got to stop being comfortable. That, that is a sure recipe. A sure sign of a powerless person, individual, group, church, whatever, whatever you have. Um, yeah, Leviticus ten and one it says, um, and so and so when we and I want to say this the transition and uh, we um, uh, thought for a lack of fear, right? A lack of fear, lack of understanding who God is, His Word, right? 
it leads us, and a lack of repentance and obedience, it leads us to offering strange fire, and we don't even know it. Wow. Strange fire, and we don't, God doesn't recognize it, but we don't, because we're so um, uh, spiritually malnutrition, nutrition, and and sensitively, sensitively, sensitively disabled spiritually, we don't know that when we're our worship, our singing, our preaching, doing doing outreach ministry is strange, unrecognizable fire uh, 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 before the altar of the Lord. That's unacceptable. Mm. Right? You look at Leviticus uh, 10 and 1, it says, uh, Nadab, this, this is uh, uh, Eli's son, right? The priest, right? Nadab and Abihu, the son of uh, Aaron, excuse me, the sons of Aaron took censers, put fire therein, um, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out uh, fire from, from the Lord. You think about Ezekiel, um, his prophecies, uh, his visions. Uh, there was a vision of God, his throne, mobile, with wheels and within a wheel. He talked about all of the, the descriptions. And what it was, it was a vision of God leaving the temple leaving the temple but Israel didn't know it why because they treated the temple as a rabbit's foot they, were, they said as long as we got God as long as we got the temple we can live however we want we can do whatever we want we got the temple there's no nation on this planet or earth that can destroy us or come against us and boy were they wrong this led up into to the seven years of captivity in, a captivity in Babylon but prior to that, they didn't even recognize that the presence of the Lord was gone. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing today in some churches. I'm not going to say all, right? Because it's a big global church community. But there are some pockets in the kingdom of God going to heaven that don't even recognize the presence of the Lord. We're talking about powers. That's gone. Hebrews 4 and 12, he says, For the word of God is living, quick, powerful. Where are we going to get power? He said the word of God. He didn't say the next podcast, or he didn't say the next song, or he didn't say the next revival, you know, a, a prophet that's coming to town. He didn't say anything. He said the word of God is quick, powerful, sharpening into me to his soul. The very thing that we consider as boring and stale and not flashy is the very thing that we need. Going from I got to to I get to. Dividing the soul and the spirit. The spiritual and the earthly, the joints and the marrow. You look at the human anatomy, the body, you see tissue and and, 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 and marrow and joints intertwined so tightly. Guess what the word of God does? It divides even that, discerning the thoughts and the heart and the tents of God. Amen. Awesome. Content, a resurrection cycle in, in context. Nehemiah 8 and 9, it says... Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the and the Levites get this, who instructed the people. This is after the 70 year captivity. Um, uh, Osiris, uh, the Persian uh, king, uh, said, "Hey guys, you can go back into the land." And um, and Ezra the priest and the teacher of the law and, and, and uh, the Levites who instructed the people said to them, "This day." This is, a, this is reformation, this is the new start, this is the refresh start. That's that cycle, death, burial, resurrection. 
they're at a resurrection spot right now, right? Throughout history, it said, the Lord your God, for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the word of God. They didn't say Hillsong. They didn't say Maverick City. They wept. They said they wept as Ezra read the word of God. Mm. It was almost like a glass of fresh water because they never encountered it. It's been a while since they encountered God in his word. God is, is trying to restore our tears. That's the point. Where are your tears for the word of God? The very thing that he exalts above his name. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I, now his name and the, the word is on equal footing. That's, that's who he is. But get what the Bible says. He said, I'm going to exalt my word. And he said, that will bring you the tears of purging to my power. Listening and obeying and responding. So last, last, last point, and we're done. Um, practical action. So what now? Now that we we see what the Bible says, God is drawing us back to His Word, not to, to meet Him there, right? Revelations uh, twenty five two and, and, and twenty five it says this real quickly, and it's it's, it's a familiar passage, uh, two and four actually. And He's talking about He's talk, He's addressing the uh, seven churches of Asia. Um, uh, 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 John, John the Revelator is, and uh, he said, and this is Jesus. He says, but I have. He says, let me let me back up. I know your deeds and your labor and your perseverance. Awesome, you love my name, and that you cannot tolerate evil people or evil doctrine. You have put those who call themselves apostles to the test by the word of God, and they are not. And you found them as false, counterfeit. And you have persevered and have endured on an account of my name. But get this, and and not become weary. He's talking about the body of Christ that did not become weary. He said, but let's work on some things. Let's work on some blind blind spots that you're policy. He says, but I have this against you that you have left your first love. You've left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen. Wow. Hey, I mean, this, is, this is conviction. This ain't condemnation. I'm just trying to help you. You're drifting away. You become powerless. So I need you to get back to, to remember your first love. Get back to the basics where you encountered me at a high level. Is it drifted off? Remember where you have fallen. Repent and do the deeds you did at first. Or else or else you're going to have it but your influence your stifling your influence I'm going to take away this is what he says or else I am coming to you and I will remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent that's what Deshaun was saying powers you lose your your inability to function uh, your influence all of these things that's what Jesus said can't say it no better so the key is proper interpretation of scripture. Um, context is king, right? In the whole Bible, in the whole counsel of God, it's one seamless story that points to Christ. Bible study. What, what can I do? What, how can I co-labor? And how can I assist and I respond to God's truth? Get plugged into a life group. Bible study. On Wednesdays. Right? A lot of people don't even go. It's, it's very empty on Wednesdays. Why? Because people don't want to sound teaching. 
But in church, shouting and dancing is packed. But when it's time to hear the word of God, so we can, so the Lord can restore our tears, nobody shows up. And it's not fair for a pastor to talk, to, to expound on the, the, the many truths of the word of God in 30 minutes. It's impossible. You can't do it. We're mandated to be self-teachers of the word of feeders of the word of God anyway. But we were somehow we rely on 30 minutes of pastor fix me. Fix me. Give me a one-liner. Give me a one quick fix. But yet no Bible study between Mondays and, and Saturday. Impossible. God says you're flirting around with me. Yet you want you want deeper? You you'll say it more and more and more, and you don't even you're not beholding and, and enjoying the gospel. With the portion that I give, it's God of the universe. Exposition, expositional teaching. It means it, it means how what is the word of God saying? Who's, who's writing this? What's going on during the times? It's been line upon line, understanding the word of God in its totality. Um, practically. Um, practical Bible study. Um, do not move from God's presence without him gripping your heart. Uh, misapplied doctrine. And misinterpreting scripture often leads um, to offering strange fire. Again, you can become stale and drift away and not even know it. Wow. No sign of spiritual uh, a spiritual pulse anywhere. It happens. Mm. Happen to Israel and not even know it. Don't just read God's word, but meet God's at his word. In, a, in closing, uh, intercede for the bride. That's what we can do. So Sinclair is saying, instead of me pouting and saying the church is not this and this is not this and my wife is not this and the dog is not this and, and my brother ain't this, I'm going to intercede like Moses and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Asaph and David. They interceded for rebellious Israel. But they didn't, they didn't exclude themselves. They, Isaiah said, Lord, I'm amongst a, a sinful people and I am a sinful person with, with, with unclean lips in essence. He said, we are the body. I'm not disconnected. Israel, Ezekiel, Asaph, Moses, they, they got that, right? And I'm going to close with this. It says in, in Psalms 119 and 111, I love the scripture. David says, he's the writer, he says, but he, he, he kept the main thing, the main thing. He said, I will store up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. What David was saying was, listen, God, I'm in right standing and peace with you, but I'm going to continue to feed on your word to store up for future use. A lot of times when we get in trouble, we're in a crisis, we get in a jam and sin, we start cramming. Let me get a chapter and verse. Pray for me. Well, all the while, David is saying, Listen, in the good days, in the time that you're, you're in, in, in the right posture with the Lord, store up for future use so that you can either mitigate the temptations of sin or overcome what what you, we often get entangled to. Mm. You don't wait to the, the very second. That's habitual lifestyle and living in the Word of God. Mm. So that's the cure of a powerless church to get back to, to the word of God meeting God at his word and, and, and walking in repentance mm. he that has an ear let him listen and listen means to obey mm. in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. 
Wow, 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 wow. That was a whole meal right there. I hope I had some note takers. That was a lot right there. Wow. When I mean God poured out, he poured out. I tell you, Brother Sinclair, he be teaching. But, um, wow, I tell you. And this, and even as you were, like, talking, there's, like, so much confirmation because I've been saying the exact same thing for the last two teachings. My brother, Baxter, he said the same exact thing yesterday. And now you're coming and wrapping it around and just bopping it on the head. Confirmation. You know, it is like, and, I, and like I was saying yesterday, you know, I don't mean to go behind the, the teacher and teach, but, you know, it's like, for one, we don't really realize, and, and, and I'm guilty of this too, of course, we're all guilty of this, let's just be honest. We don't really realize the type of power that we really have. We don't, the enemy knows the type of power that we have, but he keeps us from understanding that power. But we don't really know the power that we truly have, especially when it comes down to intercession. Because I talked about intercession uh, the other day when it comes down to worship and where God wants us up at worship. Because like you were saying a few minutes ago, it's just a bunch of people in a building making a whole bunch of noise. But we haven't even gotten to a place where it's really true worship, true praise. We don't even know what that looks like. You know, I remember, and I said this in the second podcast I did by myself, it's this song, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the song, Brother Sinclair. It's a song by Bishop Paul S. Morton. It's called Worship, uh, Bow Down and Worship. One of my favorite worship songs. And I was, I could recall the intro of the, of the song where he was like, people can be healed and delivered as we're worshiping. If people could really understand the power of worship, the power of praise, and what can happen. Same thing with the power of intercessory prayer. You know, one of my one of my um, ministry because well, the ministry that I'm in is in intercession. You know, the, you know my pastors always tell me that's why the enemy fights you so much, Deshaun, is because of the level of intercession that God has brought you into because I remember back then I used to struggle with intercessory prayer I was powerless in that area I was so powerless to where if I even messed up in prayer I would shut down so you know it's very important and we get so caught up don't get caught up in titles don't get caught up in titles I remember an apostle saying, apostle saying, don't be too familiar with your titles. Because we get so caught up. Everybody want to be a prophet. Everybody want to be a evangelist. Everybody want to be this. Everybody want to be that. You, For one, you're not ready for the warfare that comes with that. And you don't even, you don't even, you're not even learning how to be a, a spiritual, a, 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 a steward of God's word. Or, or a child of God. But you're so quick to want to be a prophet. Or a, or, or a pastor. That's why I'm not so quick to run to these prophetic conferences. I'm just not. So it's very important that, you know, like Brother Sinclair said, just like the other the other guy that came on, uh, one of my brothers, and talked, you know, we just have to get to that place where, you know, if we really are ready for what God has for us, we're going to get it. But we can't keep asking God for more, but we're doing what we want to do. You know, in this day and time, you know, everybody's a Christian. 
everybody's a child of God, you know, and that's not always the case, you know, and it's not. Everybody, you know, you know, there's some people that, there, there are different types of people in the body of Christ, different types of people in the body of Christ. Not everybody is for God, but I'm not going to say nothing else because Brother Sinclair already done said enough. Um, I don't want to go behind him because he basically just laid it down. So it's really, it's really no, it's really nothing else for me to say. Um, so, um, like I said, God bless this. Uh, this was more of a teaching. There was really no questions needed to be asked because this was going to be more, but this was going to be more of a teaching. I want to learn how to do podcasts. There'll be some podcasts where at the end I will question, um, I will have questions for the guest who comes on and teach, but this topic right here wasn't question. There was no questions needed. There was just, there was just a teaching that needed because this is more of like a last day type of topic, you know? And it was, and this topic has really been a blessing to me. I pray that it was a blessing to you guys. But um, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and end um, it with the uh, closing prayer. Because um, my phone is about to die soon. So, um, and I don't want it to die while we're doing this. Because I want to make sure that it uploads quickly. So, let's pray real quick. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for just pouring into Brother Sinclair in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you're giving him strength back, Lord God, as he's poured. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you would bless his ministry, that you would bless his family in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we come against any type of backflash and retaliation that may try to come towards him because he has come on here and poured out in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that you would bless his ministry, bless his family in the name of Jesus, Father God. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that this word will go into good ground, that we will not only be hearers of your word, but we will be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Because God, you're not coming back for the tongue talkers. You're not coming back for those that do good deeds. You can care less about those things. You're coming back for those that have your character, have your fruit, that it's living according to your word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You know, just because you go to church does not get is not an open door into heaven. Not saying don't go to church. Yes, go to church because you need to go to church because the Bible says do not forsake the assembly of the believer. But that's just not an open door. There's, you have to do more than going to church. You have to do more than praying. You have to live this life. So, Father God, I pray that you will help us live this life. And, Father God, if we did anything that was not righteous, not holy, God. We repent in the name of Jesus, Father God. We repent for enabling ourselves to live right, to live holy, to live righteous in the name of Jesus because righteousness and holiness, if we do not live those two words, we will not see the king. So, Father, I give you glory, I give you praise, and I give you honor, and it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you all once again. Thank you guys for joining um this will be the last of course podcast for the month of november as you guys know there will be no podcast in december so um i'm gonna probably try to record a um watch a new year's eve podcast and just you know make it early but well i'll just see how holy spirit does see what he says but until next time you guys be blessed in the lord God bless you all. Um, Brothers and Claire, if you want to go ahead and jump off, you can. Um, You don't have to stay on. Um, And you guys just be blessed in Jesus' name. 
I love you guys, and let's go in the power of God. In Jesus' name, we pray, I pray, amen and amen.